But uh, if y'all don't know me, uh, should have met me earlier, my name is Landon, um, and I am a student leader here. I lead Quit, which is a Bible study on Mondays, and it's like a doctrinal study. Uh, it's at noon, and then we go directly to outreach after that. So um, that's why I'm up here. That's really it. Um, that's all about me that you need to know. So let's go ahead and get in. Um, we're going to be teaching you throughout tonight the different things that we learned on the uh, mission trip that we went to, to Houston, uh, as you've seen. And we learned three specific things. Uh, I'm going to intro us into it, and then uh, a couple other student leaders are going to come up afterwards and finish it out. But uh, yeah, I'm just really glad to be with y'all tonight and be able to uh, just learn and remember uh, the gospel. So, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Uh, while we were in Houston, the first thing that they taught us on Monday was something called three questions. And it's basically a really easy way to start a spiritual conversation. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to set a little bit of vision uh, for why we share the gospel and what it, what it exactly is uh, the hope in sharing the gospel. So, uh, if you have your Bibles, and I hope that you do, if not, there's some like whitish blue looking Bibles on the table uh, that you should grab and open up to Matthew 28. Um, we're going to be there for a second, and then we're going to move, and then we're going to be there for a second to the next place, and then we're going to move, and then I'm going to be done. So I'll, I'll be out of your hair in 4 minutes and 32 seconds. Alright? Okay. Are you all there? We good? Michaela with Matthew 28. Come on. So if you have ever read this, um, this is after Jesus has died on the cross, and this is the resurrection scene in Matthew. Uh, Matthew is the first of the four Gospels, um, and so it's probably the first book, or it is the first book in your New Testament. It wasn't the first written book in the New Testament, but it'll be right after Malachi, if you don't know where it is. So... Uh, in Matthew 28, Jesus has just died on the cross, um, and now we're going to see him raise again. Uh, and so I'm just going to kind of go through. Basically, you see the stone is run, rolled away. Uh, he reveals himself to two women. I believe that it's uh, Mary and Martha who are going to um, like meet and do some like after burial traditions that the Jewish people have. Uh, and so they're stopped, uh, the stone is rolled away, they're met by an angel who tells them that Jesus is no longer there, that he's risen, and that he's going to Galilee. And so on their way to Galilee to meet him, they run into him, he tells them to tell his disciples to come and meet him in Galilee, and they go to the mountain, and they meet him at the mountain. And now we're picking up at the very end, this is what's called the Great Commission, uh, and it's basically Jesus telling his disciples what to do now. Uh, so, if you're there with me, uh, it says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Uh, so, this is just uh, the last thing that Jesus tells his disciples. He is about to ascend into heaven to 
rule and reign from heaven with the Father. Uh, and he has come and he is telling his disciples that I am with you. And now, because I am with you, because of all that I've done, you are to go and make my name known throughout the nation. So this is called the Great Commission because it still applies to us today um, and it applies throughout all of time. So um, even you, believer um, in this room, even you are held to this commission as well today to go out and make disciples of all nations. Uh, thankfully, uh, a lot of the nations have come to us here at UNT, so it's pretty easy. Uh, but, so those are some of the first words that we hear is, uh, as believers now that Jesus has really been death. Um, and now, now that we know kind of what to do, the next question that I always have is like, why? Do y'all ever ask that? I'm like, maybe it's just me. I'm always like, somebody tells me something to do, and I'm like, why? Mary, why? Uh, not that you know, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, so, this is, uh, he sent them out to proclaim, proclaim the kingdom of God all throughout the world. And later on in, in your New Testament, actually, in the last book, uh, if you want to flip to Revelation 7 now, uh, that's where we get the hope of proclaiming the name of Jesus throughout all of the nations. Uh, we get this hope in Revelation 7, and it's in verses 9 through 10. Uh, if you look at the verses before, it's basically kind of like these a bunch of numbers that just mean like a lot of people from a lot of different places are going to come to know Christ's name. That's basically what that means. It's also really difficult. So if you have more questions about that, ask Stephanie Gates. Um, don't ask me. Ask Stephanie Gates. Um, I can give you uh, her email, whatever. Um, so don't ask me. Ask her. Uh, but I'll pick up in verse 9. And it's after this. I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one can number, from every nation, from all tribes, and peoples, and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So that's a really intense hope that we have, that one day, whenever Jesus returns, we will all, all nations who gather together underneath his name, will come and worship him. Worship him before the throne. So that's our hope. And that's why we go out and share the gospel. It's so that this, so that this happens. Um, so, that's our hope. That's the why. And now, to help you out. start a conversation about God, let's be honest. Um, I have a hard time starting a conversation about God. Uh, we all have hard times. So, what are, what's the easiest way? And this is why this is so applicable to 48 hours of prayer coming up. It starts with, can I pray for you? It's really simple. It's just, hey, um, what's your name? Noah, can I pray for you? We're just walking around, um, and I was just hoping that I could pray for you in some way. Uh, whether it be like physical, if you're having some sort of like illness, or it be emotional, uh, or school, you know, something. Can I just pray for you in some way? Sure. Awesome. 
And so right there, right, in Noah's uh, agreement to the prayer, uh, hopefully he gives me something to pray for. Uh, but I pray for him. And then you ask, can I pray for you right here, right now? Uh, and you pray for them. And uh, then once you've prayed for them, you can say, now Noah, um, you know, I said we were going around praying for people. And another question that I had for people who were, we were praying for is, do you feel like you're far from God, or do you feel like you're near to God? So no one will say far from God. Oh, okay, awesome. No. Or not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> not awesome. I take that back. Not awesome. Cool that you're honest, but not awesome. <laughs> so, well, no, uh, thank you for your honesty. Um, I'm really glad that you feel like you can tell me that. Uh, do you mind if I show you just a really quick picture uh, of like something that helped me understand how I can be brought near to God? Do you mind if I do that real quick? Yes, you can. Awesome. Now, I, uh, that's not my thing. I'm not the one who's going to show you the picture. But um, Cherish is going to do that actually in a second. So um, I'm just going to recap real quick the questions that I said. Because they're really simple and it's something that's honestly really easy to grasp, but uh, something that is, you know, hard, easy to forget as well. Uh, can I pray for you? Noah says yes, or somebody says yes. Uh, do you feel far near to God? He says one of the two. Uh, and whether or not they say near or far, still, can I show you a picture of how, of something that helped me become near to God? Uh, and then hopefully he says yes, or maybe he says no. Uh, that's up to him. And so the hope is that going into this next week, uh, when 48 hours, hours of prayer is going to be uh, on our mind, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, that we can go into it and ask people if we can pray for them and hopefully share the gospel with them through that. So.
which is sin. Because we rebelled against God's good design, uh, sin entered the world, and now it's broken. Uh, we try to escape this brokenness in all sorts of ways. We try to escape this uh, through, through chasing money, success, relationships, uh, alcohol, drugs. There's all sorts of things we do to escape this brokenness or to just cover it up. But ultimately, all of those things lead nowhere. Uh, but, this is where you get to share with them the good news of what Christ has done. Uh, because God wants us to get back into this good design, He sent His Son, Jesus. And Jesus came down, lived the perfect life, died on the cross, paying the penalty for our sin, and He rose again on the third day, proving that He was God and that He had victory over death. Um, and so, if we want to escape this brokenness, all we have to do is turn from our sin and follow after Jesus, uh, making him the Lord or the boss of our life. Uh, and once we do this, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is what empowers us to grow, grow, grow in our faith and then also Go out and share this faith with others. Uh, and at this point, after you've shown them the three-circle diagram, you can ask them, so where would you say that you fall on this? Uh, do you, would you say you fall more in the brokenness, or would you say that you fall more into God's design? And so that, right there, you've shared the gospel. And you can ask them where they feel like they fall on this. Um, and you're going to get three responses, uh, which Mary is going to talk to you about. Hey, my name is Mary. Uh, I'm going to talk about the different responses that we can expect when we go out and share this with people. Uh, so if you can turn your Bible to Acts 17, and if you're using the Bible on the tables, it's going to be page 540. It says, some of them mocked. 
So we're going to use a little illustration. We're going to call this a red light. So we can expect when we go through the gospel that some people are not going to be able to do it. Um, they might mock us, they might be fun of us. Um, so their response is going to be mocking or just not interested. So that's why it's important to follow up quickly within 24 to 48 hours. And whenever we're 
setting up all over time, you want to say, when are we going to meet? Where? And then, who do they want to invite with them? They might have a friend who's also interested in coming, um, or a family member or someone. Uh, so we want to be always inviting people in. We want this to multiply, to share the gospel as much as we can. Um, so those are the things that you're going to focus on when you're setting up a follow-up appointment. Um, so basically what we're doing when we're sharing, we're looking for people who God has already been working in, um, who are yellow lights and green lights. So this is just a simple way to think you know, about the person that's red, yellow, green. Um, so we want to see where God's already working, where he's already moving, um, and to just join in what he's already doing in their hearts. So we know that when we share the gospel with people, it's not up to us to change their hearts. We can't do that. Um, but God is already working. Um, so we're lo looking for those people who are open and who are ready for the gospel.